Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Park Parkinson. Joining me is my guest, Alice Lauren. Hi, Alice. Hi, good to see you. See you. This is minute number 106, the 106 minute from one hour, 45 minutes and zero seconds to one hour, 45 minutes and 59 seconds in. In this minute, Blanc and Helen think and act fast and Jeremy Renner makes it all possible. So it's a, it's a, this sounds weird to say, but it's a brief minute. Killer thinks you're dead. This is our cover. I can buy you maybe five minutes alone in the glass onion, but you have to, you have to find that envelope. I will. That's it. Oh, no, give me that. Give me that. This will be good. <clears throat> oh, 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 shit balls. Um, it, it's a it's a short bit of very fast acting, where um, Blanc has decided this is this is the next way to go, and he pulls out the the running hot hot sauce. We get a good zoom in of that, and he uh, very quickly communicates his plan to um, uh, to to Helen, and she splashes herself with the hot sauce and then lays down, and uh, he dabs his eyes. And prepares himself, and then all the lights go on, and it's game on. But it, the minute ends really right there. So not there's like I'm not gonna say there's not a lot of action. Two characters think and act very quickly, <laughs> but it's just kind of two characters doing a little bit of business. Um, what did you think about this minute? Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a plotting scene. It's like I come from an improv background, and it's what they tell you not to do. Um, but of course, you know, very, very much needed <laughs> mm-hmm. in this. I mean, that is that is what makes a good mystery. All these, all these plotting scenes. Um, yeah, I mean, just like most scenes here, you know, a pretty intense scene. Um, you know, it's interesting. I remember I was reading about how this running hot, runner hot sauce um, really kind of makes fun of these celebrity sponsored other. Things I'm trying to remember other, you know, celebrity sponsored hot sauces, celebrity sponsored. Gosh, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. I probably should have done some research, but <laughs> but I I think I I love that they kind of poke fun at that. I remember when I think Jeremy Renner did an episode of um. Oh man, what's the hot the hot way? Hot, is it hot, hot ones? ones? Hot ones. Yeah. He, if I recall this right, he didn't. I think he did an episode of Hot Ones, and they asked him about whether or not the um, the the glass onion, like was it was real. It's not real. It's too bad, mm-hmm. uh, to my knowledge. It's not. It's not a real. Um, it's not a real hot sauce. You can't actually get it. I've I've seen it like jokingly online for sale, but it's not. It's not real. Don't if someone tries to uh, sell you. Um, uh, bottles of, of of Renning Hot on eBay. It's it's just a joke. Don't don't spend your like million pounds or whatever it's listed as um, uh, online. Uh, but it's it is a. I can imagine because of the plug in the movie, I can imagine it doing well. Oh yeah. Oh no. For for sure. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe like the George Clooney coffee or because I think he has a tequila brand maybe as well. But even that stuff isn't like it has his you know freaking face on it you know <laughs> yeah well uh uh dan Aykroyd has the uh crystal skull vodka what um 
oh did you have you not oh yeah so so view uh listeners if you don't know dan Aykroyd is um way into the paranormal if you don't if you if you in weren't real aware. life in real life <laughs> dan Aykroyd is like is very into like aliens and spooks and whatever and the whole like when the whole crystal skull thing was like really big um he promoted if you if you haven't seen it everybody listening if you haven't seen dan Aykroyd's ads for crystal skull vodka please go watch and and you're welcome uh has some great ads crystal skull vodka um and it comes in i don't think it's actually crystal but it comes in a a glass skull with like a you know spout on top um with like a stopper uh and and it's about i don't know like a not not as large as a human skull it's like a i don't know like a quarter size or third size human skull um i've actually heard it's very good vodka i don't know i don't think it's probably not as good as the price point might suggest uh, or demand but it's supposed to be actually pretty good vodka i'm not i'm not a big vodka drinker it's not my thing so i I haven't tried it uh plus i'm not going to shell out like whatever the amount of money it's more than i'm going to pay for for a drink oh yeah uh, that's man that is but yeah so if if i were i guess the way i would release the movie is if i were going to buy a celebrity endorsed product it would definitely be dan Aykroyd's crystal skull vodka just for i mean to have the skull uh bottle afterwards and because i just i enjoy dan Aykroyd and all of his earnest weirdness do you know what's weird i feel like at least once a year probably multiple times a year i google if dan Aykroyd has died I feel like he's died. I swear to you. <laughs> why is that your? I don't why, know what why it is. is. Why maybe, is Dan Aykroyd maybe your? Maybe I think that he's Harold Ramis. I don't know. I just there is just something that I feel like he's dead, and I am very confused that he's not. I I don't. I feel like maybe there's something against him. I don't know. Maybe actually, now that I think about his acting <laughs> style, it's pretty similar all the time. But. Sorry, this is the welcome to Dan Aykroyd podcast. But I mean, if anybody, if any, if if someone lives through the amount of of cocaine, I am assuming that Dan Aykroyd <laughs> did, just in order to just be around with and and half keep up with uh with 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 Belushi. I I'm assuming that he's he's pretty like sort of Ozzy Osbourne like indestructible. But I I find, do you find it funny like that Aykroyd is here. I uh, is your is your is your 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 Abe Vigoda like wondering is is he alive? He's not that old. He's like in his early seventies. Dan Aykroyd is. I think it's just Harold Ramis. At least among the, among the main people, I think it's just Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis passed away, and then but like the other, I mean the other ones were all the other guys were all in the the recent not reboot but uh, long long awaited sequel. I would love Dan Aykroyd to have a part in in the next in the next one of these movies. I would love for him to join uh, Ryan Johnson's like uh, troop of of actors that he he goes to time and again. That would be fantastic. Again, he just he's just a big earnest weirdo. Um, aside from the not real product placement in here. I think the next thing that's that struck me, I mean that's and it's very funny. Um like character wise, we get some some really good 
um, really good action between these two. It's very clear that they're like, they're very simpatico and Helen's gone very far. Like when he had to really not convince her, but he did kind of cajole her a little bit, uh, do a little bit of, of work on her to convince her to do this. And she was very hesitant at first. And it's so clear by now that not only is she entirely gung ho, but she's like, a, she's brilliant at it. She's, she's really good at this, at, at subterfuge, at the quick thinking. Um, and she's, she's moving things on her own now. You know, he just kind of, barely suggests what might happen or uh, gives a hint. It's like, well, we could do this. And before he can really even explain things, she's like, give me the hot sauce, give me the hot sauce. And she's, you know, um, uh, splashing it on herself. And uh, she doesn't need any, any convincing or really leading. She's ready to go. Helen is and, the brilliant twin. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, it really demonstrates how much, um, you know, I think Andy and Helen both kind of viewed her as the the one who wouldn't go on to do great things, but she's just as as intelligent. She's just as quick. Uh, she just didn't have the same kinds of ambition. She didn't want the things that Andy wanted, but she's she's not the lesser of the two sisters by any means. Okay. Um, I would I would you know. She's certainly more perceptive than uh, anyone else on this island except for Blanc. Uh, we also have some music in here. We have the the fugue that's been playing in the background picks up here. And uh, we get some what I believe is harpsichord, uh, giving us some little stings at good appropriate moments. Uh, we have some good shots in here, some good close-ups. I love the ending. With the the drop of hot sauce about to the ending for this minute, I should say the, the drop of hot sauce about to seep into Andy's nose. Uh, it's a good, it's a good, you know, I'm on the edge of my seat. I was going to say it's a cliffhanger, but it's not a cliffhanger for most people. Most people aren't watching it uh, minute by minute. Unless you're watching it with us minute by minute, which is great. And you should do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I I love that moment. I'm on the edge of my seat for that moment where I'm it's watching also like, hot sauce. Is that what the others assume blood looks like? I mean, <laughs> like it's yeah, the color is kind of right, though it is it's kind of weird. There's just, there's that droplet on her on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it kind of works with the assumption that the other people here are I'm not going to look too close. <laughs> Yeah, and their their emotions are high, and they're also um, they're dumbasses. Uh, the the uh, people here are all kind of like, they're all kind of gullible rubes. Um, I mean, some of them are smart. Um, I I would say like, uh, you know, we have we have a scientist and we have a politician, both of whom are are pretty smart, um, but also they're likely to just kind of go along with stuff. But also, and I mean, maybe I was going to mention in the next, you know, minute, but like, they were just going to leave her laying there? Like, they're just going to like, oh, she's dead, let's run back in. You know? Like, no one's going to be like, oh, no, let's 
hide the body, drag her off somewhere, something. This yeah. could have been... Yeah, they're ready to be led. And uh, and Blanc knows at this point, also, I think Blanc has a really good, like, bead on what he can do and how they can be led and manipulated and kind of told where to go and, and, and what to do. I don't know if I have much else to say about this. Oh, the... Um, Blanc says that, uh, to, to my editors, I, I, we're going, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say a swear for Blanc. Blanc says, holy shit balls. Um, and it is, it is a very funny moment. Uh, it's just a, it, I'm expecting him to swear in Southern. <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to say, yeah. he's going to say some sort of, uh, down homey, um, not real swear, and instead he says something that well, I would expect to come out of like, leg, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy foghorns, or I don't know something, yeah. and but instead he he says, um, you know that, and uh, it it did make me laugh very much. Uh, I not that not that uh, Daniel Craig doesn't say things that be laugh once in a while. Like he's, he has pretty good comic timing. What a weird but casting I wasn't expecting this. that sorry. at this moment. Like, what a weird casting. This is not, I mean, after James Bond and all these serious films that he did. And now I just, who thought, you know, Oh, <laughs> I, I never, I'm so happy and I never want him to make like an action movie again. I only want to see him as like weird, character bits and uh and and surprise leading characters like blanc like like weird like southern poirot um yeah i i'm thrilled at this turn for daniel craig i assume he is too i think he's getting tired of playing james bond he's trying to be the john ham almost john ham getting into comedy now and you know just I think that might be all we have on this minute. Is there anything else that you would add? Uh, let's see. One more peek. <laughs> I mean, the next one isn't too... Well, not too different. I mean, we get some of the same kinds of... Stuff. A lot of... I mean, a lot of white going on here. Honestly, the wardrobe, the steps... The ground, I mean, my gosh, this is the white. That is some nice light. visuals, especially when the lights come up there oh, towards sure. the end. It really just points out how. Oh, the lighting is extraordinary, yeah. Oh, yeah I like in this, in this version of the end, because we've seen this scene before, mm-hmm. but focusing on all of the people finding her. And in this moment, instead of that, we hear all of the people seeing her and reacting we hear the screaming and and everything and the everyone shouting and going ah and, but but we're the whole time we're just focusing on helen and that droplet of hot sauce mm-hmm. um going towards her nose um well actually this this scene as, as our minute ends we just see the hot sauce is dripping down we don't actually see it getting to her nose that happens really in the next scene mm-hmm. um in the next minute but we see it uh we see it inching its way a little bit. Yeah. It definitely changes the perspective on the scene. And from this 
vantage, it's more exciting and less sad, but also and and also funnier. I mean, before it wasn't funny. We thought someone was dead, but here it is. It is actually pretty pretty joyous and hilarious, and about to be more so. But yeah, they were both. They're all dressed in white, and also on the white steps. On the white steps, the white ground, the white light. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just I haven't seen a lot of like Janelle Monae, you know, in acting roles. I mean, I don't know her too well. As a singer, of course, you know, I've always known of her, but, um, yeah, I mean, very impressive as an actress. Oh, yeah, she has a great job, and a great job as as two different characters, and as one character oh my God. playing I mean, being the really other character. Did. Oh, my God, uh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, she's that. Great in this. Oh, my gosh, yeah, playing both twins, that's... I know I should not be speechless on a podcast, but I'm just gonna say that I'm speechless. <laughs> oh, she does. She does a fantastic job, and they play off each other very well. Mm-hmm. They seem like they seem like very good scene partners. Um, you don't see them stepping on each other, but you definitely do see them doing really smooth handoffs. And especially in this scene, it is. Uh, I don't know whether it's a matter of just rehearsal or just they're very simpatico. It works really, really well. There are a couple of scenes like that where you have characters really doing a lot of um, a lot of play, like not just in an ensemble, but two back and forth. And usually it's the two it's these two characters and they do a really good job of that. Did you see Glass Onion in the theaters or did you uh, watch it on Netflix for the first time? How did yeah, you first I watched watch it? it on Netflix um, and. Yeah, this yeah this was in the theaters, wasn't it? Yeah, now I think about it. I was trying to remember. I was like, because I saw Knives Out in theaters. And then, yeah, this also was released to theaters, wasn't it? For some reason, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this was a Netflix, this became a Netflix exclusive thing. But they I, did I don't a think real they... brief theater release so they could go for the, uh, they get nominations. But I think that they also have, because I think they're, I mean, there's going to be a third. I mean, I know that they were you know, mm-hmm. signed on, you know, more installments um but it's like i think it's netflix exclusive but it's just still can be in theaters first right okay it's not a yeah, netflix, netflix movie okay no it is it is is a netflix movie yeah. but they released it in theaters for uh, like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. in order to uh to be uh to be able to get uh, awards that you have to have a theatrical release to get. So like you can't get, you can't get a nomination for Academy Awards uh, and several other ones too. No I think way, really? has that rule as well. Yeah. You have, it has to have a theatrical release for at least a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and in a certain number of theaters. So I think I got a limited release definitely in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, and then it began doing really well. Uh, Glass Onion might've been a little bit wider, did really well. And then Netflix pulled it. Because they, I, you know, I think it's somewhat debatable. Um, Netflix said it was essentially because they, they wanted the, it's a Netflix movie. They'll be able to, 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 uh, to get Netflix to see it. But I think honestly, it's um, Netflix views theaters as the enemy and they don't want even it's even to them, I think worth leaving money on the table if that means they're not helping out 
the Belt. the movie theater business. Yeah. 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 And they were, I mean, uh, they were leaving money on the table. Like, for sure, they would have made more cash. It was doing really well. Word of mouth was amazing. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, I, I didn't see it there myself. I wish I had. Um, but I if if it's big enough, uh, if it's a big enough release, I will definitely go see the next one in the theater if I can. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I mean, these these mystery movies deserve to be in the theater, like, to be seen there. I enjoy I enjoy a mystery at home. Like, I like to watch, like, I like to be cozy in my house uh, when I watch true. a movie. They have that new, was it Haunting in Venice or some, that other, you know, the one. And I'm oh, like, the, oh new, the, the, new, the new Poirot one, yeah. Horror movies, I don't want any of that. I think it might not be a horror movie, but maybe it is too scary for a big screen. It's not. There's like some supernaturally, like at least suggestions of stuff, but it's not, it's not at all horror. And it's, it's, it's way spookier. Like they play up the haunted house thing more like the stories that it's based on. It's very funny because the other two Poirot movies that Branagh made are much more like straight adaptations of the, of novels. This is based on a story that, uh, I has been done before. I mean, I guess they've, all the Poirot were done before because the David uh, 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 Suchet series did um, all of them, but it's it's like about a Halloween party, but it's not like there's no there's no haunted it's not, house. It's not saw. It's not jump scares. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. It's it's not. It's it, the original at least is nothing what I'd call a horror movie. I've o- I only know I should say I only know the new movie by like reputation of friends who've mm-hmm. seen it. I have not seen it myself. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have four kids and I like never go to the movies anymore. Uh, it's like, like a couple times a year. If I'm right, yeah. But, uh, but it's uh, my, the impression I've gotten is that there's, there's like very little horrorness in it and it's not meant to be scary. And there's definitely in the story it's working on. There's like none of that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it has like a few moments of like, spookiness but not of actual like horror movie mm-hmm. shenanigans and there's no worry about a haunted anything okay but... good yeah hopefully hopefully better than orient orient express i fell asleep to that one but i'll try that one again yeah, I, <laughs> I think you have to I, for me i mean i i liked it but i think it helps to really like the um it helps to like the original like the story to have affection hmm. for Poirot. Okay. i heard that that the recent one was better than Death on the Nile, oh, uh, which I heard was not so great. But uh, but I've I've only seen the first one. I'm keen to see more. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Now I want to find all of them. You know, Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler on Netflix is so good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I I definitely do like I do like seeing a murder mystery at home. I like mm-hmm. yeah I like um I like the the quiet. And the uh, close, um, the close environment. But then it's also, I mean, these movies uh, and Ryan Johnson movies, I think are, it's, they play well either way. Mm-hmm. Like Brick is really cool to see at home on a, on a decent, you know, television and sound system. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I would have loved, loved seeing that in the theater. Um, and in general, like his, his movies, they look amazing. Mm-hmm. And Glass Onion looks amazing. It looks, it's very, I, this is a weird adjective, but it's cinematic. It's 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 really pretty, and I definitely seeing that in the theater would be would be an experience. Do you think it's worth rewatching mystery movies when you know what the ending is? 
Oxygen. I think it. I mean, it really depends. I mean, I've really enjoyed. I've I've watched a bunch of like, um, Poirot and and Holmes adaptations, and I've seen multiple adaptations of the same mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. and I keep watching, even though I'm pretty sure they're not going to depart from, you know, the version I know. Like I know how mm-hmm. Orient Express ends, yeah. but I watched that. I've I've rewatched. Um, yeah, I I re- I watched uh, I watched Knives Out a couple of times. Um, uh, in part, I think it it helps. These movies are helped out by it being um, not just a mystery, and they don't turn on just like the whodunitness yeah. of it. But it's a lot of the you know the character interplay is really fun it's a comedy yeah. as much as anything else and so it's kind of a comedy slash thriller though not often what we might think of when we use those two words together it's not because it's not like a constant yucks laugh out loud sort of mm. comedy thriller it's not like a parody in that way but that really helps i really i enjoy the um the uh the sherlock holmes movies oh, for sure, yes. um the the um, Robert Downey Jr. ones mm-hmm. that came out. I wish they would do. I wish they would do a third oh, one. Please, um, yeah. And they they could totally like this. He's not. They're not aged out yeah, of and it. Noah um, Holmes. Uh, I mean, okay. I I love those. I was <laughs> I was a really and those those are more of a mystery because I don't know how they're. I have read those are books too, mm-hmm. but I haven't read the books, so I don't know what's going to happen when I watch those. Yeah. But yeah, those are really fun and really well cast. As long as there's like you know uh, Easter eggs and you're like, okay, let me watch this part now and be like, oh, of course, you know it was so and so that did it, you know. <laughs> yeah, Henry Cavill has got to be the unlikeliest. I'm Millie Bobby Brown was a great casting for that. Henry Cavill has got to be the least likely person I would imagine picking for Sherlock. I, Holmes. So. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I it's great, but it is weird for Sherlock Holmes to be like. A, uh, like a strapping beefcake is like not usually how oh. I imagine Holmes. Like Robert Downey Jr. comes closer, yeah. and I think um, I mean he's a beefcake to me, but <laughs> yeah, but he's not like he's not like a giant buff dude. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, like when when I when I see um, when I see like Robert Downey Jr. and something, I don't I don't. I don't know. Like he, he can be very he's sarcastic, he be very sardonic. I mean, buffs. basically Sherlock Holmes was basically Iron Man. It's like the same <laughs> attitude, you know. There's some similarities yeah. there, and it's sort of like, uh, and like with like a like a Batman kind of character, like a self-made, also like once in a generation genius. Well, being who, sarcastic, yeah. but you know, just that. I'm very you know? quick-witted. Yeah, when I like, but like probably the the most like accurate to like the original illustrations who like and just in general captured the look of the role would be Jeremy Brett who did Sherlock in the TV adaptations for um Granada. It was like like BBC slash Canada, I think, like joint production. Um in uh in like the eighties. And he looks like Holmes, like tall and like not not like like kind of lanky, did not not necessarily skinny, um, and not like uh, certainly not like not like not like beefy, um, but Henry Cavill looks like. I mean, he, he still looks. He has Superman body still. I think he's kind yeah, of like, yeah. you know, he, he 
is kind of built that way and and works out and and also he's like constantly st- are also filming like well, I guess not anymore The Witcher but he was filming like The Witcher also mm-hmm. and like DC stuff and and so he's you know stayed in that shape and uh, or at least kind of close to that shape and just weird to see like someone walk in to be Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes walks in the room and he looks like you know he's made of jaw and muscle you would think like nerdier <laughs> brainy yeah but more yeah not, yeah not that you need like, to have like, like a sheldon like cooper a or a big yeah. bang theory you know person to, but but i think that is usually more the kind of guy who gets cast as sherlock mm-hmm. but that but that was cool um i like and it's sort of the, the similar to um similar to uh daniel craig you know being a detective though he when he's not doing Sherlock, or Sherlock Holmes, when he's not doing James Bond, mm-hmm. he also doesn't like have clear James Bond body. Like Daniel Craig yeah. doesn't look like a guy who's like super buff, yeah. which also works for James Bond. James Bond is not like a a mountain of muscle. He's supposed to be like, you know, live. And I think uh, um, I'm blanking on the author of James Bond right now, but oh, yeah. uh, he Ian when Fleming. he uh, I make that up? Ian Fleming. Thank <laughs> yeah, Ian Fleming. When he was in the he was part of the casting for the original Bond movies, mm-hmm. and um, uh, he didn't like um, uh, Sean Connery at first, and then when Sean Connery left, and he saw him like out the window or something, I think like walking away, and decided he liked that guy and he said he moved like a panther and that that like fit bond that bond should should be like that and i think it's a really good like description of kind of the way bond should be maybe it's like who yeah maybe it's like a terrible person who who you think that your bond is you know for me like the bond is you know pierce brosnan and that's what he looks like and there's no other you know (laughs) yeah well and pierce brosnan also kind of can have that like Pierce Brosnan can be live. Like, I can see that. And I can also see Pierce Brosnan, like, like as Holmes works, too. I can mm-hmm. see him playing a character like that. I think, physically, those are two characters that could kind of go together. But I don't think of... I don't think of Superman. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... What I think... Who would be, like, a great detective? I think, like, oh, yeah, a body like Superman. <laughs> and Cavill... Cavill does look like a good Superman. Like, I... I'm not a fan of his superman movies because i don't like kind of the writing and directing but i think he was great casting as superman like i i wish he could keep playing that role with someone else helming those movies um well with sherlock but, holmes always one that could like be physical and punching people out or was that more like oh yeah that's in he the like the thing of him doing like kind of underground fighting that comes out of the it's not a thing you see happen mm. but it's a thing they do reference a couple of times in the stories okay. that uh that he was very physical but it's also it's also kind of a surprise to people like it's not he doesn't look like a bruiser and he uses his brains much in the same way like they don't again we don't see that happen in the stories but in the way that like in that first movie when he's in the in the underground fight ring mm-hmm. and he you know kind of quickly thinks of what he's going to do to uh to punch the guy out mm-hmm. and and eliminate him uh in the ring like yeah that fit um that that worked uh and i could see that i could see holmes doing that mm-hmm. um he definitely had there's like a it's like this famous scene where 
Holmes runs into a like a big beefy bodyguard and um somebody's bodyguard i think it's it's um it's their client or a friend of their client's mm-hmm. bodyguard and um and watson is i remarking on how like giant this guy is and the guy knows Holmes from like like i believe like underground fighting ring like he's he's familiar with like Holmes from the boxing circuit and that Holmes is really respected by everybody who fights because he's just an amazing fighter mm-hmm. who you might not think would stand up against a guy who like has, you know, 50 pounds on him mm-hmm. of muscle, but he does, even though Holmes is a lanky fellow, he's, uh, he's, he's very quick and, and very smart. So yeah, like that it, anyway. Um, but Daniel Craig's turn yeah. from a, a very physical part to a very mental part, I think, is easier to take because his body is not is not that kind of body. His his very physical part was not superhero physical. Mm-hmm. It was spy physical, and so it, it wasn't as big of a leap. Um, the big thing was is really just him putting on this southernness. Silly. <laughs> so silly. I love that for him. I I hope he gets to do a lot more Absolutely, fun things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Alice, for this minute. Alice, would you like to plug anything, any projects or social media? Yeah. Um, so my, my, my ex, no, my Twitter, right? My, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just to say Twitter. Yeah. My, my yeah. Twitter is at pod socialite. Uh, my TikTok is podcast socialite. Uh, yes. Thank you to the host of Boulder a minute who gave me that nickname of podcast socialite. Um, but yeah, you can uh, find a lot of the, the podcasts that I guest on, I guess on a ton of movies by minute podcasts. Um, and yeah, I'm sure they will be on, on my Twitter. I post about them all the time. I posted about them in the past. So yeah, follow me there. Excellent. And you can find us on Twitter or whatever you want to call it. At Glass Onion Min, all one word. Please rate, review, subscribe to Glass Onion Minute on your podcatcher of choice. Goodbye, Alice. We'll see you tomorrow for our next minute, Minute 107. Yeah,